Hello and welcome to the Golf Alternative Podcast, the only podcast out there that gives you the best in PGA Tour golf betting tips and the best in alternative music. Uh, we put out a playlist every week that you can listen to on Spotify. We have some great music picks and um, yeah, we try to juggle that high wire of PGA Tour golf and alternative music. Um, I think we're the only people uh, sort of uh, juggling that high wire, but there you go. Uh, so it's been a couple of months anyway. Uh, it's our first pod of 2023. So we're a little bit um, like the PGA Tour this year. We're going to be elevated events or uh, designated events. So we're a, we're, we're a designated podcast, not an elevated podcast this year. So we won't be here every week, um, just time commitments, unfortunately. But um, uh, we will be here, obviously, for, for big events, the majors, and certainly every, every couple of weeks uh, or every two or three weeks or so. So um, really looking forward to uh, getting stuck into 2023. Um, my name is Martin Matthews. Of course, you can find me at Twitter uh, at Sundog Monkey, and you can follow the pod at the Golf Alternative as well. Um, I have also an another shame of plug here, so I hope uh, listeners don't want to mention this. I've uh, started to buy me a coffee page this year as well. Obviously, um, uh, I do this for the love, uh, but um, of course, um, yeah, any support's hugely appreciated. So you can find that uh, at Sundog Monkey, and I'll also tweet out the link to that as well. So. Anyway, um, we always look to have some great guests. So this week we have uh, another great guest who has been on a couple of times before, starting us off for 2023. It's a big welcome back to Matt Cooper of um, Unibet, Sporting Life, Betfair and numerous other publications. Uh, Matt, uh, happy new year to you and um, fabulous to have, on, have you on again. How, how are you keeping? Uh, happy new year. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, enjoying uh, being back, looking for winners and uh, refreshed. After Christmas and New Year and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Do, do you find um, in that sort of winter break, do you find, because I, I think if you're anything like me, you, you get to sort of December and the events that, you know, sort of, uh, well, the end of the PGA Tour and maybe there's sort of uh, Tigers event. And I know obviously the European Tour sort of uh, rolls or the DP World Tour rolls into December with South Africa and what have you. Do, do you find yourself desperate for a break when... Um, uh, the break comes along, and then do you find yourself raring to go again and sort of counting the days to Hawaii and what have you in the new year, or, or could you quite have done um, a couple more weeks off? I think I've probably I've, um, I've probably experienced both over, uh, over whatever fifteen years of whatever it is that I've been I've been betting on, but longer than that, however long I've been betting on golf. So there's been times when I was like I've been furiously researching and trying to sharpen things up. Uh, but this time, I just really enjoy just taking a good two weeks, just not thinking about golf or, or anything related to golf. Really, it was quite nice. Yeah, I must confess, I, w I was pretty similar. It's um, it, you know, it's uh, as you don't need me to tell you, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of as much as an enjoyable process. It's it's a long process. It's a long year, and uh, um, y you know, it can. Uh, get a bit draining on the, uh, the the little gray cells as they say as time goes on particularly if you're not uh, having the uh, uh, the best of trots we weren't to the end of last year and uh, then we started this year and I thought I was off to a flyer with uh, Colin Morikawa so uh, I, I don't know um, how your year has been so far but um, uh, I went to bed on um, the first sort of Sunday Ouch. night of the PGA Tour thinking uh, well that one's in the bag <laughs> and uh, uh, I must confess I did trade out a decent chunk on 
Betfair, he was, I think it was 1.04 or something when I went to bed and I think I tweeted out, well, I've, I've traded this at 1.04 just so that I can sleep, but um, he's not going to lose this, is he? There's no way he can lose a six-shot lead in nine holes or something. And um, yeah, the rest was history. So uh, um, how's your start to the year been? Ho hopefully a bit better. I believe you had a winner last week. Um, uh, yes, uh, I was among those who were very keen on Victor Perez. Um, although I did just, I've, I was having a little read of my preview of the Dubai Desert Classic from two years ago, and even then I was um, apologising for for banging on about Victor Perez uh, seemingly every other week. Uh, so it seems to have taken me two years to to bear fruit from that. Uh, not that I've been backing him every week, but I have been a very keen, yeah, keen uh, follower of his. I, he's one of those players that I quite like because he's got a very um, very unusual body he, he doesn't immediately strike you as a sort of competitive fellow and he put quite a sort of yeah. uh, pensive body language yeah, yeah. um and, and and it's one of my favorite subjects is trying to we're all very keen to think that you know golf and or, or cricket or whatever sport you like it reveals the reveals the man and uh, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced it always does i think often it you know body language tends to confuse us rather than reveal much um mm. Uh, and yeah, I'm always fascinated when I watch him, and he, he does he he doesn't he doesn't strike you as the as a he, in in terms of like riding cup. There was always a great one a few years ago, Nicholas Fast, who just because yeah. he fist pumped everything, everyone thought he was competitive and everything. And it's like, <laughs> I, I always used to think, well, it's a bit sort of obvious um, psychology. I mean, it doesn't necessarily prove that he's he's brilliantly competitive or or indeed very good under the pump just because he sort of goes around looking like he's trying to floor a sort of heavyweight champion or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, Perez was very good last week. But I, 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 we mentioned it um, just before we, we kicked off here. Yeah, I wasn't alone. There was lots of people who, mm. who'd spotted what a good, good punk he was last week. Yeah, it was a decent price as well, wasn't it? It was sort of 50s yes. or something like that. Am I yeah, right yeah, 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 50s, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's always nice when that happens. I like, I like yeah. you know, it's a... As, as opposed to those ones where you just talk to yourself about whether is this fella yeah. value this week or yeah. am, am I sort of conning myself? These that 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 was a, a a moment when I thought yes, I like him, I like the price. Yeah, well, uh, um, yeah, it was great to see a lot. I mean, I wasn't on it because I, I don't tend to sort of um, dabble on the uh, the DP World Tour as, as much. My focus is on the PGA Tour, but I was uh, pleased to see uh, the, the community, as it were, getting 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 a nice winner. And uh, coming back to Nicholas Fast, by the way, wasn't wasn't he one of the slowest players on tour? Ironically, with his yeah, uh, brilliant, yeah, yeah. Terrific. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That used to be uh, <laughs> a bit of a uh, standing joke, wasn't it? Uh, um, but uh, yeah, well, it was good to see the Perez win. And of course, it was um, uh, another win for John Rahm over in the desert. Um, I, I wasn't on him. I'm assuming you, you, you weren't as well. I, I mean, you, you probably take the same view that I do with, um, and I'm glad I wasn't doing this back in the days of Tiger when he was going off at even money and winning pretty much every week because you'd sort of, I suppose you'd just been in the betting without Tiger market unless you were just a pro punter lumping on with, you know, even money and probably cleaning up. Um, but uh, from a reader's point of view, um, um, they don't necessarily want to see you putting up John Rahm at uh, four to one e each week. So I sort of um, tried to find the each way value last week uh, to, to, to no avail. Um, any joy for you in the Amex at all? Uh, well, I hadn't I hadn't made that connection, but you you mentioning um, when Tiger was in his heyday, yeah. uh, and at the same time uh, Annika Sorensen was at her heyday on, yeah. on the LPGA, 
and yeah. it, it just used to be. I mean, it was you know the pair of them could go off at eleven to eight. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it's I kind of breathe a sigh of relief that that sort of thing just isn't very common nowadays. But I think actually my brain might have been ahead of itself certainly last week and, and to, to uh, similarly this week, and I sort of just felt last week that Ram was um, was I just thought he was in uh, in quite good shape to sort yeah. of get some sort of redemption from his sort of storming around with a like a bear with a sore head last time yeah, he was yeah. at the American Express and I thought he would he would gain um again revenge on the on the tournament. So actually yeah. I'm I'm I focused most of my attention on, on two bets. One was that Taylor Montgomery continued to be quite a good price I thought for just for yeah. top twenty. Incredibly yeah. boring but yeah. um he vindicated that in style. And uh, Thomas Stetry has got off his mm. it's not just his PJ Tour this season, but actually all of his not many ventures to the PJ Tour. I think fifteen or sixteen yeah. starts. I think yeah. the, the number of top forties he's got is extraordinary. And again, it, yeah. the fact that his price for that last week I thought was good enough. So they're incredibly boring um, bets, but. Hey, uh, if they're winning, they're don't also... knock it. If they're winning, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what do you make of Taylor Montgomery? Because I, I actually tweeted out about him last night because it, it's. I mean, I suppose there's a bit of a obvious sort of, or perhaps um, easy comparison to, to Cameron Young in that they both vomit a country mile and what have you. But um, uh, I mean, if you look at Taylor Montgomery's sort of back history and results. I know he was unlucky not to get his card, obviously, a couple of years ago in that elongated season uh, and what have you. But you, you look at his results through that sort of two years, if you like, on the Corn Ferry Tour, and um, it, he didn't win, obviously. Um, but um, he, he sort of, I think he posted sort of five top fives across the two years, but a lot of missed cuts and stuff as well. Um, obviously, he's 27 now. He's, he, he wasn't a huge standout college player, sort of amateur world number one or anything like that. So uh, the question I was sort of asking on Twitter, and I'll be interested in your thoughts, is um, is this just a heater or, or is he that good? You, you, you know, is he, uh, I mean, obviously Cam Young, he won twice on the Corn Ferry and amongst, you know, back-to-back -back weeks and amongst sort of you know, some poorer stuff and, and he's kept it going. Do you, do you think Mon Montgomery will be sort of, um, uh, yeah, the same, same ilk? How, how do you view him long-term? Um. I, I'm not. I'm not sure at the moment. Um, I, well, I in my head, I think I've sort of thought of him being a bit more, and, and it's not massively different, but sort of a bit more like Wells, Wills, Alatoris in my head, uh, yeah. in terms. Of, but I mean, it's very, very sort of similar thing to, to Cameron yeah. Young. I, I, I did hear an exceptionally good quote this afternoon from a colleague, and um, it's so good, and he's using it tomorrow, so I can't, I can't pinch it. Okay. Um, but it was he did speak to Taylor Montgomery and ask him, you know. To come out and what is I think is it eight, is it eight top twenties from nine starts on yeah. the It was like it was kind of how do you keep um, achieving this and you know how come you've not you've not slipped from that um, those levels? And his response was very funny, but um, I won't reveal it yeah. so that I'm pinching somebody else's quality line. But in essence, what what he was he was alluding to was the fact that he's very excited about what he's doing every time he gets another one. He gets excited and it and, and wants to see more and wants to enjoy more. And so, uh, in essence, what it, the metaphor that he used to describe what's going on mm. made you think that he's just peering forward, not peering back and, and feeling yeah. like um, feeling like he's getting a, 
a bit a bit sort of wobbly. So if, if so, if he was climbing a ladder, he's he's just looking up as he climbs it rather yeah, than looking yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. getting higher. Uh, so so that indicates to me that at least in the short to medium term, I'd I'd, I'd be very surprised if he keeps with top twenties going. But I see no reason why he can't continue having a good year. Yeah, you know, and obviously you would expect him to win eventually the way he's playing, but then you obviously expect um, Cam Young to, to win at some point, and he hasn't done yet, obviously. But, I mean, Montgomery's obviously got two things going for him. One, he hits it a country mile, which is obviously a, an advantage out on well, any tour, but on the PGA Tour. Uh, and he seems to be an incredibly good putter. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't just seem to be, as, as the phrase goes, variance. He seems to be continually doing it, doing it on the Corn Ferry Tour for the last two or three years. So he's obviously... Um, just very, very good on the greens, and if, if you hit it a mile and putt well, you you're going to um, unless your iron plays absolutely awful, you're going to be uh, uh, you're going to do pretty well, aren't you? So um, yeah. uh, it's obviously uh, good to see anyway. And um, I mean, coming back to Ram, uh, there was enough there, and maybe this is just me being sort of um, trying to find reasons to oppose him rather than just you know thinking, okay, I'll back him at four to one or whatever he is now. Um, there was enough there last night in his performance although of course he won which is the main thing um to think you know it's not still not always plain sailing for him i mean obviously both him and thompson who who did incredibly well obviously let uh, let others back into it uh you, you know who were able to come through the pack and get closer to him you know chris kirk etc uh so um uh, and ram you know he, he was missing some parts he wasn't taking advantage on the par fives and and uh, he didn't really close the door until uh, uh the last couple of holes and it was it was more montgomery um, sorry, Montgomery was more um, Thompson blinking than uh, you know not birdie in the par five. So, so there was enough there to make you think that Ram isn't still that you know still that tiger. Of course, he's you know we're not, not anywhere near that league yet. He's just on a hot trot at the moment, and which will come to an end. And um, yeah, but of course, if he's going to keep it going anywhere, then this is the place to keep it going. So, uh, but uh, before we get on to this week, I'm going to throw my first song pick in there, and um, in, in honour of all you guys who. Uh, um, had joy on the Frenchman. Um, I'm going to um, pick. Um, you a stereo lab fan? French disco? Um, do you know that song at all? Now? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Off the top of my head. Okay, it's um, well, step stereo lab. Uh, they, I guess they would come under the sort of um, uh, kraut rock genre, if you like. And uh, this is from their 1995 album, Refried Ectoplasm. Uh, the lead singer is actually French, Letitia Sager, and um, uh, they, um, uh, yeah, this is this is their, their sort of biggest known song, if you like, but uh, you'll probably you know although you don't know by title you might well know if, if you give it a listen but uh um yeah it's well worth a listen it's a, a really good tune so that's my first um musical pick for the week and as i mentioned earlier you can listen to the playlist afterwards i'll be tweeting out on spotify so um yeah uh that's the first song for 2023 so we move on uh it's the farmer's insurance open um and uh we're off to tory pines uh and uh this is another uh for three weeks running we've got um course rotation obviously last week we had the three courses at the Amex next week uh, we're up at Pebble with um, the three courses there just the two courses here the north and south course um, at Torrey Pines which is um, in the San Diego area La Jolla in the San Diego area um, the south course which I'm sure you're all familiar with uh, this is familiar with uh, was used for the US Open uh, in 2021 it's a brute of a course at 7,700 yards long uh, and uh, the players will play um, the final two rounds those who make the cut will play the final two rounds on the south and over the first two days it's one on the south one on the north uh, north always used to be a 
complete pushover by comparison, and it's still certainly the easier course, but um, it was toughened up by the um, late Tom Weiskopf, um, uh, who we sadly lost um, in, over the last uh, few months or so. It was toughened up uh, in 2016, so um, it's, um, uh, it's certainly the easier of the two courses, but it's not quite as um, easy a pushover as it, it used to be. Um, <coughs> Poana Greens on um, the south course, and um, I believe it's um, um, where are we? Bent Grass Greens on the north course. Um, so um, we've got a history here, Matt, and I'm sure you'll, you, you know, very much what you're looking at as well. Um, it, it's an event where history is course history, basically, isn't it? So it's. Uh, uh, you know, repeat winners, past top tens of the clue. Um, uh, it's probably the most one of the most standout events on the tour all year. That um, you can look at that for for past course history. It's not necessarily a place for debutants, is it? Really, it's not. No, and I, I, I tell you a weird, a weird little thing. Literally, as you were just doing your little description of it, um, I was reminded of something when I have played it on whatever I've played it on uh, some sort of computer game. Um, and it's always it's always struck. I know it sounds absurd, but it doesn't fit my eye. <laughs> it's like, and it's it's because I a lot of the holes are straight, and I've always yeah. and, and literally as you were talking, it suddenly reminded me that where's another place it doesn't fit? Lytham doesn't fit my eye, and, <laughs> and I find it very difficult because I I visualise hitting draws or fades, and when I see straight holes, all I can see is that one or other of those is going to sort of make its way towards the bunkers on the right or left. And funny enough, I just I just thought, oh, I'll see what I'll quickly do. I'll have a little look and see uh, who's done well at Lytham recently. <laughs> and I, the, the first name I saw in third, I'd forgotten this, was Brant Snedeker, of course, twice won. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, Ernie Els won. Tiger Woods was also tied third. Yeah, um, uh, that's a bit weird. Uh, I mean, that, that's just that's just one quick look at um, the last time the European Tour went. Uh, the Open was at uh, was at Lytham. Um, um, very, very. Um, but but I think that never mind my bizarre seeing stuff. Um, I, I think that straight that that business. It, it I I think there must be a lot of you. You got a lot of golfers who play this place very well, and a lot of them yeah. who don't appear to play it very well. And I, I, I think it's entirely possible that one of the reasons for that is that a lot of straight holes is actually quite weird, I think. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I always used to love it. And, and I actually kind of miss that Brant Snedeker's not, not playing very well these days. He was always someone I liked watching, and I always just like backing him somewhere or another in the, this event. Yeah, well, I was actually on him in 2016 when he when he won with that ridiculous round in the wind, um, where he came out of nowhere and, and yeah. uh, uh, you know shot he shot 67 and everyone else was shooting 82 or whatever it was. So uh, uh, yeah, I've got fond, fond memories of that. But um, uh, as you say, it's a course. I mean, t the tee to green stats seem to be the most important stats stats here, um, uh, and um, it's a course where yeah, good good um, good ball strikers. Um, uh, you know, John Rahm is the obvious one. Of course, he won the US Open here. He, he won his debut um, uh, or his maiden tour title here, I should say. Uh, Jason Day's got a great record here. We'll be coming on to him. But uh, it really has, I mean, you know, I don't know how oversimplify it, but 
really, if you'd followed the formula last year, which was look for a player who had um, course experience, numerous starts, uh, top 10 over the last year or two, um, you would have stumbled across Luke List like uh, mm. quite a few did, uh, like like I did in my research, and then dismissed him because I thought, well, yeah, but he's not actually going to win, is he? Because Luke List sort of, unfortunately, doesn't tend to get over the line. So sort of 80 to 1 or 66 to 1 or, or, or what have you, I uh, I um, dismissed and um, obviously was um, somewhat frustrated when he got the job done. But um, uh, but yeah, that really has been the history o- over the years. Um, yeah, Justin Rose is another. It sort of took him a long time to get to grips with it, but um, then he got to grips with it. And uh, lo and behold, um, uh, I think he, um, uh, he sort of you know was missing cuts in it. Then he went fourth, eighth and one basically mm-hmm. so uh, um and similarly jason day ninth second and then won for the first time and obviously won it again on another occasion so so i'm certainly looking at uh, course experience this year it's um certainly the key to, to well every year that's what i'd look at here uh tiger obviously owned this place as well back in his day seven wins i think so um but uh yeah looking at it um uh leishman was um 12 starts before he won here. Um, Reed was six starts before he won here, and he, he'd been six the year before. It took Rose 10 starts to win here. Um, and, um, you know, Luke, Luke List had quite a few starts here. So, um, so John Rahm really is the one who's bucked the trend over the recent years, but otherwise, mm-hmm. it's plenty of starts and some previous top tens. So, um, Correlating courses, you can look at, again, your obvious sort of big boy courses, I refer to them, you know, Quail Hollow, um, Bay Hill, the Memorial, Honda, those, those sort of type tracks. Uh, you see similar names crop up across the, the leaderboards there. So um, anything else you're looking for sort of um, trends-wise, course history-wise here at all? <laughs> oh, I, I, I quite, I, I, um, certainly in the 21st century, it's always very difficult because um, Tiger... Uh, is a considerable chunk of the people who've won in in that period, but um, there's a there's an awful lot of people who've um, won majors uh, on the honours board, and then in addition to that, you know, even Nick Watney has won a world golf championship. Mm. Leishman lost the playoff. Uh, Snedeker won the FedEx Cup, or whatever it was called then. Um, uh, so they they tend to be quite high quality players, and and or but usually and a very good course record. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, there's been a couple of, I mean, you're right, Luke, Luke List, obviously, uh, you wouldn't put up in the upper echelons with all due respect to him. And uh, Scott Stallings, of course, back in the day. But otherwise, yeah, so, yeah you're looking for uh, uh, players with a bit of pedigree. So um, anyway, before we uh, summarise the betting market and get into the picks, uh, I believe you've got a little bit of uh, fuzzy logic for us with your first uh, musical selection for the week. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is a little... Um... A little uh, reference to Reese Jones, who the U.S. Open doctor, who was responsible for um, toughening the South Course up prior to it hosting the U.S. Open in 2008. Uh, so, <laughs> utterly tenuous link. This so Reese Jones led me to Griff Reese of um, Super Furry Animals, and their <laughs> literally their album Fuzzy Logic, which explains the entire pick, uh, and the. Uh, song is uh, oh crikey I've kind of forgotten it. It's uh, remind me what it was. If I don't uh, oh god what, what if you don't pick? want me to destroy you. You, won't if you don't want me to destroy you. Don't follow my picks. Might be the, <laughs> the conclusion of that <laughs> that that song. Uh, but I'm, uh, uh, I'm I'm quite a big fan of uh, Griff Reeves 
and also furry animals. Um, uh, one of your common guests um, and acquaintances of, of both of us, a uh, friend, uh, friend indeed, uh, Dave Tindall, he's a big fan as well. So it's one of my uh, favourite albums, that. Excellent. Um, yeah, no, uh, a good tune, one I know well, so uh, delighted to have it out on the pod. I don't know if we've had any super furry albums before. I'm not sure if Dave's picked any when he's been on, but um, uh, when you were saying Griff Reese, I thought you were going to somehow some some sort of comedy tape link into Griff Reese Jones or something <laughs> like that. I thought we were going to get a bit, a bit of an old Not the Nine O'Clock News clip or something. <laughs> but uh, yes. Back in the day, but um, um, but uh, I'll take super furry animals anyway. So uh, that's, uh, that's good for me. So uh, yeah, betting market. Um, so uh, obviously dominated by John Rahm, um, four to one, uh, and um, yeah, you can't really argue with the price. Obviously, uh, it's um, it's a weaker field than last week. He's got the history here, and uh, of course, he's got another win on the on the um, on the board, as it were. So, uh, and no one would be surprised to see him win. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see him win. But uh, um, you know, as I said, there was enough of chink in the armor yesterday that um, yeah, I'd like to think that uh, we might be able to find one, one to beat him with no disrespect to John. Um, following uh, Raman Market, we got Xander Chauflay, 12 to 1. He's a hometown boy. Uh, Tony Finau, um, similar price. Uh, obviously, great course history here, with the exception last year when he missed the cut. Uh, our friend Morikawa uh, at uh, 16s. Um, and um, then uh, Justin Thomas, uh, at, um, actually, he's a... Uh, um, He's more 14s, 12s, so he's a fraction shorter than Morikawa. Um, Willie Z, who um, I think you were uh, contemplating, so we'll, we'll touch on him in a minute. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's a strong market up top, but um, it's sort of the field gets a little bit weaker to me once you get sort of um, down to sort of 50, 40, 50 to 1 mark. And, um, yeah, so it makes it a bit of a conundrum really to find the selections this week. So, um and my next musical selection before we, as I say, get into our picks. Uh, so I, I was thinking here, but like you, Matt, I was thinking sort of um, uh, a bit of um, f- fuzzy logic, if you like, and uh, link. So um, obviously in Luke List, it got me thinking of um, List songs, famous songs with uh, lists in them, if you like. So, uh, yeah. uh, of course, we got uh, the old Billy Joel song, which I wasn't going to go for. Uh, but um, the one that came to me, which uh, when I then sort of looked on online and sort looked for a list of list songs, this was included. So it's a bona fide list song. Um, R.E.M., End of the World as We Know It, which um, is a song that uh, everyone loves. And um, I'm sure you're familiar with it, Matt, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's got the list with... Uh, uh, all the um, famous people whose initials are LB. So Lenny, uh, yeah, yeah. Lenny Bruce, Lester Bangs, and it goes on. Um, and I've actually got the lyrics here. Uh, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, uh, boom. So, um, yeah, it's part of the list song. Uh, it comes from the 1987 album Document. And um, that's uh, our next song pick this, pick this week, R.E.M., End of the World as We Know It. Um, so... Um, we move on and we move into our selections and um, I'm going to lead things off with my first pick uh, and I'm going with Sung Jae-in for my first pick and it was a little bit tough this week, I've got to be honest, because obviously John Rahm dominates the market and you're looking at, um, you know, if you're going to take someone each way, I quite like Finau obviously, but he's only 12 to 1 and, you know, you're picking a few players, so you're not really going to cover yourself each way if you just go each way on on, on Finau and, uh, you know, he gets your place at 12. So it was a bit of a conundrum. Um, but um, Sung Jae leapt out to me 
again with that profile of, of history here. So he's got um, he's not made quite as many starts as perhaps some of the winners have, but he's got an improving curve here. He's uh, gone, I think, 52nd, 36th, 32nd, and then 6th last year. Uh, plus, he was 35th at the US Open here as well, so he's played the venue five times. Uh, and, um, you, you know, he suddenly hit the top 10 last year, and that's what we've seen with a lot of the past winners here. They suddenly sort of work the course out and then go on and win next year. So so that really caught my eye. Uh, and um, obviously, his form back in the last year was uh, superb. He posted, I think, three runner-up finishes in his last four or five events. Um, solid enough in the century. Missed the cut at the Sony, which doesn't seem to like it there at all. I don't know why he bothers, to be honest, because um, uh, he doesn't seem to be able to get to grips with that uh, venue. Uh, and then um, solid last week at the Amex. So um, my logic was that... Uh, He's obviously got the pedigree. He's got the pedigree on the correlating courses. He's won in the Honda. He's a couple of top fives at the Masters, um, which obviously sits nicely here as well. And yeah, I, I thought he was worth chancing. Uh, there's obviously a good vibe about Korean golf at the moment with Tom Kim and Siwoo's win. So uh, so it's Sungjae for me, 20 to 1, two points each way, uh, kicking things off. Um, I know you haven't actually gone for any at the top of the market, Matt, uh, but uh, what are your overall thoughts if you had to go for one and what's putting you off some of those? Because obviously you've got, you know, Shoffley with course form, home, hometown game. What, what's putting you off some of those guys up there and who's the one you did quite like? Yeah, well, I think there's, um, we had a little discussion on this. Um, I mean, off off the back of his, his last two experiences in the lead, Colin Morikawa puts me off a bit. Um, uh, like uh, Tony Finn has missed the cut last time he was at the tournament and the US Open. Justin Thomas's best here is not that great. Uh, Shoffley only really done well here when, I mean, as a kid, he got extremely excited about the US Open going to Tory Pines. And it was only that January that he did well in this tournament. Otherwise, he's got a he's got a shocking record at yeah. it. It's, it's, yeah. it's really quite weird. Um, so, I mean, if, 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 if I was... I was to pick one, and it's not entirely out of the question that I will go with him. I need, I'm, I'm, it would be Will Zalatoris because I think if we, I mean, if we knew that he was fit, there's every chance he'd be playing well. So that that would be why he would be shorter than a couple of those. But um, given that he's, uh, you know, he did he did well uh, a couple of years in this, and then he lost in the playoff. Um, I, you know, he didn't his his, his comeback. At the tournament of champions, finishing eleventh there was fair enough, and I, I, he, he doesn't really ever strike me as somebody who's ever going to do very well at the American Express. Um, I can't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted something about how his 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 results on easy scoring golf courses um, are really not that great uh, compared to yeah, a tough challenge. He starts yeah. to excel, and I don't think any of us would be surprised. You know, that that's just stats beautifully backing up. Um, you know, um, guesswork, as you'd say, with like observation. Um, um, so, so I, I think this is likely to suit him more, but I, yeah. I, I think it's still got to be a bit of an asterisk. But it might also be the case that, you know, actually, for having that 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 question mark about him, you're getting a, a slightly better price than you would ordinarily. So that, that's what's tempting me and mm. might tempt me to have a little nibble. But uh, uh, whichever way you would go, I fully understand why you've looked north of 20 to 1. 
Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think I saw with um, Delatoris some comments that um, he'd sort of had to tweak his swing slightly with this. Uh, uh, this yes, I read that. So, yeah. uh, you, you, you know, you sort of um, you wonder how how that's bedded in and will sort of um, uh, stand up. Uh, you know, is it uh, natural enough yet, if you like, if he's under pressure or, or you know, yeah. a stretch that is on all autopilot, as it were. Um, Shoffley, I was on at uh, the Century. Uh, my immortal words um, when uh, I wrote my preview uh, was that uh, he's uh, he's coming in uh, fit and healthy and um, raring to go, uh, spending his new year in Hawaii. And, uh, of course, he wasn't fit at all he had a bad back but uh, little did we know that at the time so uh yes i've got my fingers burnt there slightly so so i'm i'm, I'm wary of him and uh as i say finnow tempted me a lot for obvious reasons but um uh i just um yeah couldn't couldn't do at the price so that was i, I think what i'm most likely to do is is hope that by wednesday uh not wednesday but by uh, tuesday night or wednesday morning um mm he may have drifted into and just back him out right rather yeah. than each way that yeah. that's what i might hope to happen with Salatoris. yeah and a good point you raised there matt i've not mentioned this yet we have a wednesday start this week i'm sure uh, everyone does know that but uh, just in case you don't we've got a wednesday start so i think it's something to do with the um nfl is that why i, I, I believe it is yes yes are you an nfl man i'm not an nfl man i'm not so. although strangely enough i watched about 15 minutes of it last weekend um uh i can't remember what made me do it but i i, I quite enjoyed it but it didn't keep me for much longer than 15 minutes so yeah uh, so for risk of offending my american listeners and uh, no offense intended i just uh, can't get made around it it's sort of too much stopping and starting and uh, i was actually in florida once when the super bowl was going on and um I, I sort of thought well when in rome you know you need to need to watch it as it were and, and i think i got about you know 20 minutes in or something and gave up i just um yeah i've, I've, I've no idea it's part part of why watching um uh pebble beach can be quite um monotonous for me because they roll out yes. all these nfl coaches and players that i've <laughs> never heard of sort of uh you, you know kansas quarterbacks or or, or co coach from somewhere or another and i've no idea who any of them are so uh it, it um, is better than it is better than when they roll out some comedian you've never heard of to tell a joke you don't understand yeah, that's um, true. That is true. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we've got that to look forward to next week. So, um, anyway, my second selection, because uh, uh, I think Matt, Matt, a bit like the uh, high jumper in the um, uh, Olympics, is coming in at a later height, as it were, or, or later on. So, uh, <laughs> Love it. Um, so, uh, I'm um, coming in with another one at fairly shorty shots, uh, and uh, it's uh, Max Homer. Uh, and um, Max Homer, I mean, again, I mean, it's it's pretty simplistic for me with my picks this week. Let's be honest. You know, last week I was chancing the the sort of two hundred to one shots, who unfortunately didn't come off on, on more sort of uh, bigger tangents. But here we are, and it's it's all pretty straightforward stuff. So Max Homer, obviously um, California specialist. Um, he's won three of his five. Uh, wins or three of his five trophies i should say on the pga tour have come in california to at the fortinet and one that uh, riviera obviously is a california man um his last three uh, sorry his last 13 starts in california for the last three years which i, I put in my preview 
Um, he's posted three wins and um, five other top tens. So that's basically eight top tens, including three wins in, in 13 starts at um, uh, in California over the past three years. So he obviously loves it in his home state. Um, the elephant in the room is the fact that uh, the two missed cuts in those 13 starts have both come at this venue um, last year in, in this and then uh, in 2021 at the US Open. But um, he has also posted the uh, necessary top ten here as well uh and uh he's also got one other um strong str- one other strong finish here another top 15 so uh and uh he's, he's you know teed it up on several occasions here as well so he's got the course ex- course experience um sorry 18th actually is his second best here not uh top 15 um and uh he starts the year well so he's um um obviously finished third at the century uh and so yeah in, in his tee to green game he's right up there in the um uh strokes game <laughs> That's for the uh, season, which is what we're looking for. Um, always seems to be a bit of a key driver here. So, so he's he's, he's a player I've, I've I've yet to um, I've yet to back any of his wins outright from the off. I did put him up um, in both of his forty net wins on the Sunday column, which um, uh, you're now uh, obviously share, sharing with Dave, I believe. Um, for uh, yeah, yep, yeah. Um, actually, I was very lucky. I was on his first forty net win. Which I, and I think he was quite a tasty price because, yeah. um, like you, I was, um, and, and your reasoning this week, um, I was very fond of the fact that he, he just likes playing on um, Poanua in California. And yeah, yeah I, 40 to 1 might have been that fair. I might be making that up. I think he was. Um, I'm quite enjoying it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, excellent. But yeah, yes, it's very, it's, uh, so far we're not doing as well as you were on, on that. Sunday morning. Uh... Well, it's, it's very early days, to be fair. So uh, we're only three weeks in. So, uh, but um, yeah, it's um, it's it, it's not easy, obviously, to preview a final round event. And you've had a couple of um, uh, a couple of. Uh, I mean, Dave, Dave got you. You've had the short straw, I mean, because Dave had the uh, sort of. Um, uh, shall we say the the bun fest, if you like, with sort of uh, uh, you know f- fifteen players within however many shots yes. of Sony, and, and uh, you, you've had sort of uh, Ram in a head to head, or what seemed like the head to head, and then obviously uh, uh, Morikawa, which um, no one could have reasonably taken on really. So um, yeah, but uh, um, obviously um, you, you know I'm sure sure it'll uh, uh, the win- the winners will come for for both of you as the year, year goes on because. Um, yeah um so max homer anyway yeah so where am i i've lost my thread um 22 to 1 two points each way fifth of the odds first eight is what i'm going through for with max and i'm just taking a view that uh he started 2023 really well at the century placed third there um really good long game stats uh, i'm putting last year's missed cut here as a bit of an outlier uh, he's got the win at Quail Hollow, which sits nicely with Jason Day, who we'll also be talking about as well. Um, he's performed strongly at Bay Hill, which uh, again links well here. So, so again, he seems to like the, the right sort of courses. Uh, two top six finishes at uh, Memorial over the last couple of years, which uh, is another place we know that uh, John Rahm likes, and uh, again, obviously ties well to here. So, so I'm hoping um, Homer will push on from a couple of weeks ago, uh, and um, I'll let you give us another song because we're talking about the farmer so um uh let's um let's have uh, some um farmer related tunes and uh one from um not the beautiful south but the the house martins uh yes uh, uh very very blunt link uh, me and the farmer 
which uh, reminds me of the school playground and four lads who used to do that peculiar little dance that was in the video of this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, fond memories of of school and and that little dance. Now I've always I've always had a soft spot for Paul Heaton, which again is a link with Dave Tindall, another big fan of Paul Heaton. So. Yes, there we go. Well, Dave actually told me a um, uh, Paul Heaton story, or told us a Paul Heaton story on the pod. And it was to, God, I'm trying to. Um, oh, was it about the crisps? It was about the crisps, the Augusta crisps, because Paul Heaton is <laughs> yeah. a uh, crisp collector or crisp packet collector or something. So, um, yes, it was about the crisps. Well remembered. I knew it was about collecting something, and I was trying to remember what it was he collected, but uh, it was about the crisps from Augusta. So, um, But uh, the reason I segue to Not the Beautiful South is, of course, you could have had a Beautiful South song because we are on the South course, you see. Yes, uh, very good. Uh, but um, I'm happy it's House Martins. I'm a big House Martins fan as well, so um delighted to have that on. Uh, and um, so that I'm not rabbiting away constantly about my picks, I'm going to let you roll in before I talk about my next one, which is, again, in that similar price bracket. Um, I'm going to let you go a little bit left field and um, tell us about a selection you're looking at, uh, not each not each way outright, but um, in, the, um, in, in the top 40 market. So let's uh, go for a bit of a tangent and... Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So um, this is a little bit fraught with with danger because this is a fella who um, who, had to, who had to take a break in July and have a, a back surgery. And when he came back last week um, on the corn free tour, didn't have a very good uh, good time of it. Um, so um, I'm a little bit wary, and, that, and hence that's why I'm not interested in backing him outright. Although I don't think I'd back him outright anyway. Uh, but the fellow is Lanto Griffin. And the reason why my um, interest has been piqued is that uh, four of his five visits to Tory Pines, including the US Open, have reached top 40s. And when he's played this grass in California, 11 of his 15 starts have reached the top 40s. Um, and uh, yeah, so I will be looking to see what sort of price. At the moment, the market's really not that uh, there's really not nothing out there particularly I'd go a little search around um, so I, I'll have a little look but um, I think there's I also do a bit of digging on the back injury and just quite what happened um, in terms of I don't I don't want to be backing a fellow who's who's struggling with it but then again if you tee if you tease it up having come from the Bahamas then you would you would have yeah. to assume that he feels he feels yeah, okay yeah. but um, but yeah that's that's a lot of top four is to be to be getting in these conditions and specifically on this course so he's mm. he's he's grabbed my interest yeah lanto griffin who um i remember at sandwich when he played in the open a friend of mine came in very excited because he just watched him hole an utterly absurd number of 15 foot putts on the on the trot and and i was eagerly saying and not a good not a guy a lot of betting but it was like uh, Matt, Matt, who is this guy and uh, went and backed him and was very very excited and then quite entertainingly went and followed him and i think the first thing he saw him do in the first round was miss like a 15 foot putt and okay. he suddenly realized it's a very different it's yeah. a very different business putting on the first green to putting on the on the putting. as many of us will attest from having played the game absolutely you can, you can like a genius on the putting green and and be a complete clown when you get onto the course itself 
Okay, and um, not wanting to um, sound like we keep going back to uh, Dave Tyndall's stories, but um, he told us on this pod last year, did you know this, that Lanto Griffin was born in a hippie commune? Brilliant. Well, yeah. that makes total sense because... With a name like uh, Lanto, yeah. So, yeah, yeah he, he, he sounds like, you know, he might be involved in a, a sort of hippie group from the late 60s, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming Dave is accurate on this. Uh, no reason why oh, he, he, he yeah. make, make up some random fact about Lanzo Griffin. So, uh, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit like, do, do you know that Dave's obsessed by this, that uh, Phil Mickelson's son, is he called Evan, I think? And uh, Evan Dando, yes, yes, he's told and, us. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah and, and he's desperate to, well, I, I suppose he's less desperate now, but he was, he was desperate to, to talk to Phil Mickelson about his love of the Lemonheads. Um, yeah, yeah, that would have been a great conversation to listen. Yeah, so, well, uh, if you, Phil, you want to come on the pod and talk music, uh, you're. Uh, if anyone out there who's listening knows Phil, then uh, please pass the invite on to him, and uh, delighted to have him on to talk uh, music and uh, all, all things golf, shall we say, uh, rather loosely. So, uh, um, but um, yeah, Lanto Griffin, top forty market, and um, apparently from a hippie commune uh, and brought up in a hippie commune. Apparently, I assume to know what age he. So if he was brought up in it until his teens or, or whatever, you could think he'd start playing golf somewhere along the way, which he wouldn't necessarily do in hippie communes, but uh, pure, pure speculation. But um, yeah, so my next musical pick, uh, I'm going to put a song in um, by the Fun Boy 3. Uh, of course, we sadly lost Terry Hall um, recently, uh, who, um, for anyone of my, my era, uh, growing up uh, you know i was never massively into the sort of whole two-tone scar thing but obviously uh that the specials were of course a seminal band in their day and sort of madness etc uh the beat um i used to quite enjoy as well and um obviously terry hall after he uh split the specials went on to uh form fun boy three uh and um from their 1983 waiting album uh is a song called farmyard connection which was uh enough to uh send me down that farmer's route um, so um yeah so it's uh uh it's a song that um if you hear hear it um you'll probably recognize it it's got some very good lyrics in it and uh um yeah it's um uh, you, you know, very, very, very catchy Fun Boy 3 song. So um, that's my next musical se selection. Um, Farm Yard Connection from the Fun Boy 3. Um, bit of a tribute to Terry Hall. I thought it was good to um, have a track of his. <coughs> so, yeah, that's my next song. And my next pick, um, Jason Day. Now, uh, I think. Uh, um, see your victor perez from last week uh and then uh albeit slightly shorter odds i suspect uh the world and his wife will be on jason day this week um i put him up at 28 to 1 when i got my preview out earlier uh and he's now um uh been cut into breast price 22s which i will confess i'm not sure i would have gone in at so um for those listening to this who haven't yet got a bet on i appreciate i'm saying um 28 to 1 uh you're looking now at 22 to 1 um yeah obviously uh you've got to uh make make your decision there as it were but uh, i'm not sure i'd have gone in at uh, well 22s or 20s or or what have you um and the reason he's been well backed and i think um ben's put him up as well that's one of the reasons why he's been cut yeah. um He's right there in front of you. It's his obvious course form. He's a two-time course winner. Uh, he's um, also got uh, 
uh, another what, one, two, three, four top tens here over the last 10 years. So two wins and four top tens. Third last year when he wasn't really in any kind of form. He's obviously been in the doldrums, uh, injuries, illnesses, all sorts. Um, uh, but the signs have been there since the back end of last year that he's um, gradually turning it around. Uh, and uh, he was very much on our radars and on our TV screens over the weekend uh, or over the week at the Amex. Um, uh, turned in another good performance there to finish 18th. Um, I think he had three um, top 25s or something like that back in the last year as well. So, um, And uh, his tee to green stats are looking really good. Um, he... Um, ranks i think uh, where are we for the season um 22nd from t to green uh 10th in approach play and um obviously he loves it here so if he's in any kind of form and his health is now obviously not so much of an issue then really and truly you know he's a, he's a must bet really so um i referred to it as I'm being a bit captain obvious with the selection, but um, it's one of those ones you wouldn't really want want to miss. Um, I think uh, if I could just jump in, what, of course, yeah. um, uh, above and beyond the stats, I think there's that what we know of his game just indicates why he's such a good pick, doesn't it? I mean, he hits the ball a long way. Mm. Um, I think Ben makes a good a good point about Tory Pines. It's 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 actually one of the reasons that long hitters do well here is that it's actually very difficult for anybody to hit fairways here. Um, so a bit like a sort of the US Open of sort of about 2004-ish to about 2015. It was that, it was that you know, just getting the ball as close as you can to the um, to the green. Those, those sort of 40 to 80 extra yards they've got means that they somebody like Day can power the ball from the rough. Um, if he is in the fairway, he hits like a, a really high ball into the greens, and then they're small greens. So chipping around them is, is, a, is a possibility, and he's just brilliant at chipping, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And then just to add to it, yeah, the the, the, the greens here, the bumpy greens here, Brad Snedeker always said it, um, that he he's not phased by the bumpiness. Mm. And, and again, it's, it's, it's like that old Padraig Harrington thing about bad weather. He knows a lot of people are beaten before they tee off. And, yeah. and pe- a lot of people... Quite why they teased up if they're, if they're so grumpy about the, the punching service, who knows? But I think there's plenty of people who do it mm. and, and yet are quite disincentivized even before they start. And, and he's not one of those. So there's a, there's a lot of, you know, uh, anecdotal stuff to back up the stats and the simple course record. Yeah, well, I think um, he was, from a putting point of view, we only had two rounds to go on, but um, he was uh, second on the greens last week uh, at the Amex. Um, he's, um, as you say, he's, his record uh, on, the, on the power sort of um, his back, backs up what you were just saying. I think he's got four um four wins on the power slash sort of uh power bank grass combination um yeah you're looking at here so um so so yeah my only my only concern and it's the obvious concern is that um he's one of those players that i just never seem to be able to get right um and 
more often than not, I think I'm some kind of jinx on him because he always seems to get injured or sick when I back him. So I, so I literally, I backed him at the Wyndham last year when he's fit, he's healthy and what have you. And uh, he's um, showing a return to form. Uh, shoots a solid 67, I think, on day one. Uh, and then he withdraws uh, with uh, with the flu or something overnight. So um, uh, so he, that, that was it for him for the week. Sort of uh, one minute he was off to a good start. And the next minute uh, he, he's sick. So, um, yeah, I, I'm sort of just keeping my fingers crossed. I get, well, two, two slash four rounds out of him. I hope he makes the cut, obviously. But uh, um, but uh, if we assume he's healthy and suddenly he doesn't sort of tweak the back on the practice sort of uh, range on Thursday morning or something, then um, uh, he, he, you know, he really should be. It's one of those, uh, it'll be an obvious win or he'll be a typical sort of the whole world and his wife's on him and he misses the cut situation. So, uh, uh, but um, yeah, I, I couldn't ignore him this week. So it's um, um, it's uh, Jason Day for me, uh, 28 to 1, uh, albeit he's now been backed into um, 22 slash 20s. So, um, so, so they're my three from the um, uh, top end of the market. Uh, I've only gone with four this week, and I know you've been sort of keeping your powder dry. You've, you've sort of, uh, um, uh, I, I think, w- would I be fair to say you weren't overly enamoured with the market in this event, um, Matt, as a whole? Um, yeah, I, I just, um, I, I think um, Ram is, is just such a, a bleeding obvious threat. And I, I can I can see him winning again a bit like he did last week. Um, <coughs> I, the, there's those chunk of people who, if they're a bit bigger, then I'd be really interested. But uh, I'm not. And then uh, I struggled to find anybody <coughs> who excited me big enough, apart from one person and we both we both yeah. quite like. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to let you um, walk us through that. So this is my fourth selection as well. But uh, uh, seeing as you've been listening to me, rabbit on, I'll let you uh, t- talk us through this. Pick Matt, so who we got? <coughs> so it's a fellow who's won on the clifftops of California, albeit at Pebble Beach, not here. <coughs> and then he's had four really good efforts here. Um, in 2014, he was 10th, but he was um, leading by one shot with 18 hours to go. Had a halfway lead two years later. And um, they're one of four top 20s you've got. It's Gary Woodland. I'm just going to go and have a quick cough. So if you talk yeah, for so a bit. Touching touch the Bob Flemings if you're a fast show watcher. <laughs> yes, yeah. one second. <laughs> We're going to let Matt have a big, big cough. Oh, um, that. Live, uh, live podcasting here. Uh, are you a fast show fan, Matt, if, Matt, if you're back? Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I am, yes. Yeah. Can't, can't be in a bit of Bob Bob Fleming. For those who don't watch the Fast Show, maybe I'll post a uh, Bob Fleming clip out. Um, but uh, completely ludicrous uh, uh, schoolboy type humour. But uh, it's a character who um, coughs all the way through his um, uh, his, his broadcast, basically. So um, yeah, uh, hence it's called Bob Fleming, I assume. Um, what, yes. I, <laughs> what, what I did, what I didn't do before uh, I started coughing was just to mention that at the back end of last year. He got off to a swift start of the CGA Cup with a 65, toppled backwards after that, but was ninth at Houston um, uh, a couple of weeks after that. was quite impressive uh, doing that, a uh, course that suits long drivers. And then he opened up with a pretty ropey 76 at the Sony opening away, but uh, shot 65 in the second round. Mm. Didn't make the cut, but... That kind of indicates that that was that was there's a lot of rust to knock off, yeah. and uh, that's not that's not too bad. And yeah, that uh, 
that was enough. And initially, as as you did, uh, he was 100 to 1, but he's another one who, who Ben likes. And mm. his odds going to be down about 80 to 1 now. Yeah, which I still think is a good price, to be fair. Yes, um, uh, I think when you, I think the interesting thing about this market this week is, of course, you got top heavy with your arms, Chauflies, Finals, etc. Um, but um, once you get past, uh, you, you know, Hideki and Siwoo, if you like, um, that sort of 33s, 40s mark. And I must admit, Hideki tempted me slightly as well. Um, all those few fitness doubts about him sort of on, ongoing, really. But um, uh, you, you're sort of looking at, uh, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big Thigala fan. Um, but, um, uh, I'm, you know, I'm looking for people with a lot of, not just in the, the obviously there's been some junior events played here in years gone by that some of these guys have got course experience in, but I'm looking for a little bit more course experience in, in the PGA Tour event. I know Ram bucked that trend, but otherwise, um, you know, it tends to be guys who have, have had plenty of runarounds here who uh, who get get the win. Um, so I, I sort of couldn't bring myself to pull the trigger on, on your sort of... Um, Wyndham Clarks, Taylor Pendriths, who obviously have all got the sort of bombers profile we, we look for here. Um, Matt, Matt McNeely is another obviously hugely talented player, but uh, um, he, he wasn't for me at the, at the price. Um, uh, so um, Woodland just stood out as someone who, you, you know, of course, um, he's not been in brilliant form, but uh, on the right type of course. So last year, back-to-back top fives at Honda and Bay Hill, where he's obviously won at Honda before as well. So, so again, t- ties in nicely. You mentioned his win at uh, Pebble, um, obviously on the power. So, um, and um, yeah, he seems to be. Uh, Still able to turn it on on on, on his right type of track, and so uh, I, I, I think was, last year, so. yeah. Another thing might be, I mean, he's. I'm not going to go totally over the top on this, but there's a lot of major champions on the on the trophy, and he, he is one. Yeah. And also, the business of being able to knock it out there, he's another one who can he can yeah. hit the ball a, a fair distance from the tee. Um, mm. So he fits in those. Uh, in those, in addition to the fact that he's got a lot of course experience, like you're saying, uh, the yeah. depth of that is is pretty good. Uh, and yeah. those those two, you know, at first glance, those uh, it's just you know four top twenties. But you know, I, I quite like a fellow who's been who's who's who, who's able to look back and say to himself, I've I've experienced what it's like to to sleep, knowing that tomorrow I could win this tournament. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I kind I kind of like that. You know, somebody who's who's had that experience on the Saturday night. Yeah, and, and he's got you know, as I say, it just seems to be crucial. Looking at past winners that you've had a previous top ten here, which obviously he got, he's teed it up here numerous occasions. Um, so uh, yeah, he, he ticks all the boxes. And if it is a go week for him, as it were, with no guarantee it will be, then uh, on on the Sunday you you could um, you know see him. Um, squaring down obviously a ram or a showfly or or a finale or whoever so um yeah he, he made a lot of appeal to me at the odds and uh, uh i mean there's a few others at bigger prices um that tempted me but um uh or similar sort of biggish odds uh, that tempted me but um uh ultimately you know i know Woodland's got the pedigree. I mean, regular listeners and readers will know, of course, I'm a big Pat Rogers fan, and this is the sort of event that uh, um, 
he, he's performed well at before and again suits his big hitting game so um i could see him com- coming uh you, you know producing a decent week but uh he wasn't quite for me at the odds uh bo hostler's another one of course I've, I've looked at a lot over the years um did justin rose interest you at all matt because uh he's yes, obviously very, well backed and, yeah, uh, yeah very briefly um but yeah, I mean, he, he, he closed last year with three top 20s, which yeah. one of them was, was a top 10. So yeah, he did he, he did briefly, um, um, I did briefly show a bit of interest, but um, but yeah, I, I sort of, I don't know, I, I'm getting a little, I've got a little bit better recently, like when I'm not keeping my powder dry a bit, when I mm. I, I think to myself, I might, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I've got a total grip. It's not just having a grip, but also just thinking that everybody else has got a grip. If everybody else has got a grip on it, then you, you kind of, um, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you, you're not getting very good prices. So I'm better now than I have been in the past. I just like, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Not this week. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's fair comment. And um, uh, I mean, I'm um, playing it fairly cautiously this year, this, this year, this week, uh, um, with the exception of Woodland. But as I say, I think uh, Woodland was just uh, certainly at the hundreds was just a, a cracking price for his, his pedigree. So, um, so, so between us, uh, really, just the, the six selections um, for. Uh, this event uh, over at uh, the Farmers, um, and I've got one more musical pick for uh, our West Coast uh, trip, as it were. And um, I'm going to—we've uh, got to have a bit of West Coast, uh, uh, sort of classic West Coast driving music, if you like. So it's an obvious selection from the Birds, um, uh, of course, California band. And um, I- I'm going to go with probably the one that, um, well, it's a few that people know um, uh, first and foremost. But um, uh, I'm going with "Turn, Turn, Turn" from the album of the same name uh from 1965 um uh, i love this track um obviously um yeah um a track everyone will know so that's my uh last musical pick for um the week um and linking to the farmers but of course we've got we've got two events this week and uh um I, I thought um it would be good to uh uh hear your thoughts uh, if you don't mind matt uh, over in dubai because uh, i must admit i've not really looked at the event yet and of course rory's making his uh, 2023 debut so um i'll be very keen to hear uh, i'm sure our listeners will as well to hear uh, what your thoughts are and if you've got uh, any early picks that uh, you'd be happy to share with us uh yeah so um yeah like you say um Rory is he's a very short price this week, which makes a lot of sense. He likes the course. Um, it, it, it is a classic sort of it's it's a classic sort of place where he sort of finds ways of of, of not winning. I, but my favourite, my thing I always think with Rory McIlroy is he has this this amazing capacity to make the simple look difficult and the difficult look simple, um, and it, and and somehow he's he's done that quite a lot at at the, at the Emirates. Um, so, so I, I, again, I'd be happy to, to steer clear of somewhere. If Tyrrell Hatton, for some reason, was twenty to one, I'd be very keen. He's got a very good uh, record of placing here, and I just think he's he likes to buy, um, but but he isn't. He's he's the second favourite. So I've looked elsewhere, um, uh, and having steered clear of people in the in the similar sort of range at Tory Pines, I have gone with Minwoo Lee. He's in a, yeah. an absolutely exceptional run of form at the moment. Mm. With uh, just off the top of my head, I've forgotten. Is it is it five? I think is it five or four top fours in his last seven starts. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Uh, and it, uh, I'm not put off by the fact that he missed a tiddler on 17 last week, mm-hmm. 
which in retrospect you might think if I'd hold that I would have made the playoff. Uh, that's yeah. that's assuming that he would have made the birdie had he thought he was only one behind. Um, uh, I think that in the run of form he's in, the confidence he's got, the fact he can talk to an exceptionally successful sister who's got a, a very good head on her shoulders. Mm. I, I, the sort of golfer who's going to be fretting about having Mr. Tiddler in that situation is one who's not going to have that opportunity very often. Yeah. I think he's going to be, he's going to believe he's going to have loads of opportunities. Yeah. So it's the sort of thing that rather than needling him into, into frustration, it's likely to make him think, right, I'm going to, I'm going to do a bit better next time. Um, yeah. uh, he's, he's, uh, he's done quite well in blustery conditions. I think he'll, he's the sort of fellow who will enjoy attacking the course. He was quite interesting last week. He talked about, even though he had that good run at the end of last year, he wasn't happy with his approach play, so he's worked quite a lot on it in um, the winter break mm. uh, and come back uh, better at that. So I think that's 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 adding to, to lots of good in his game. Um, I also quite like Lucas Herbert to have another crack at this. Um, yeah. 35 to 1. Um, yeah. I, I, I like Lucas Herbert, but hot putting is quite a good thing on this on this course and he's a very very good putter um I, what, what i really like about the marginalist course is it's got three par fives on the back nine a short par four at 17 and i think it's a course that really rewards people who when they get on a roll they just keep their foot to the floor and just keep mm. keep going I, I i have a funny little feeling that you remember there was that that funny little trot when danny willett won here and then the masters sergio mm. won here in the masters uh, it, it, in actual fact, people who win here, um, well, win here, win at Marshalls, they do have a very, beyond those two, they have quite a good record of doing well at Augusta. Mm. Things like Alvaro Kirosh was like, I think he was like tied fourth after 18 holes. Mm. Um, Rory did, the year Rory won here, he did well at, at the Masters. I mean, he's, he's likely to do well. But there's, there's, the point is, there's a lot more. How Tom Lee, I think, after Flyer. Uh, and I think mm. part of it is, is it has that similar sort of thing. Augusta is all about when once you put once you start making birdies, like perhaps keep going. It, it rewards like attacking lines, bowls, selection mm. of shots. Um, I'm not saying it's it's massively similar, but there's, there's something in that in that 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 kind of uh, ballpark in terms of how to approach the course. And then the, uh, as, a, as an outsider, uh, I quite like two actually. Sammy Valamaki, who I think is just playing yeah. good golf at the moment, and he's one in the Middle East. And then another mm. little one and who, who, who fits for me quite a lot of the courses that, like uh, the Portugal Masters, is quite a good pointer for this. And so Sebastian Soderberg's done quite well there. And Gary Player uh, for the Ned Bank, that's okay. And so Soderberg did okay at the end of last year, mm. and that links to he's not done very well here yet, but he was very good last week. And that mm. links to my final selection of song if you want to introduce it. And I'll explain that. Um, yeah, we go for um, the, uh, the, 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 the Swedish sisters, I believe, first aid kit. So I, I do quite like actually. So, um, yes. yeah, um, t tell us uh, which song you've gone with and what the link is. Uh, there. I've, gone with, I've gone with Angel, which is um, quite a nice song. Uh, but I've, I've, I, it always tickles me whenever I think about them because they are the Soderberg sisters. So I always mm -hmm. think of Sebastian when I think of them. Uh, I've got no idea if he's a bit hippie-ish. They've got yeah. Orlando Griffin's cup of tea. Incidentally, whilst whilst we were last talking, I did discover that that yes, indeed, his parents are 
I've got 16 things you didn't know about Lanto Griffin. Is okay. that, yes, his parents were both hippies, and Lanto was named after the spiritual master, Lord Lanto. Uh, and extraordinarily, eight-year-old Lanto was given a set of clubs by his father, that, that possibly the only hippie, hippie golfer there's been. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, perhaps perhaps Lanto likes um, the slightly hippie-ish um, uh, first aid kit. Well, very. If you've never heard first aid kit before, they're um, uh, they're, they're uh, yeah, a couple of um, sort of acoustic um, led um, sweet Swedish sisters, and uh, it's very. Have you seen, ever seen a clip of them? It's on YouTube of them um, performing America for um, in front of Paul Simon. Have you ever seen that at all? I before? haven't, but there's also a very nice one of them singing. Um, they've got a song. Um, that's a sort of celebration of Emmy Lou Harris, and she, and they sing yes. it in front yeah, of her. Yeah, 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 crying. yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so well worth checking out. Yeah, can we get a chance to look at some first aid kit clips on uh, YouTube? Um, I think that is um, pretty much a wrap then for our selections. We've got uh, just before we run through our uh, bets again for the week, we've got the small matter of the free bet. So for those who are new to the pod, um, we give away a five pound free bet each week. Uh, whereby uh, it goes to the person who picks the uh, best song that links in uh, to uh, obviously uh, last week's golf, this week's golf, etc. Uh, and um, we've had some uh, really good selections thrown in there. Uh, um, we got uh, maybe California by the Snuts was selected by um, I forget who put that in now, but uh, uh, apologies, I'll remember who it was in a second. Uh, we got um, uh, Johnny Ryle, as in John Rahm, uh, by the Beastie Boys. Uh, selected by Greg Petru. Um, we've got, what else we got here? It was McNulty who went with um, uh, the uh, Snut selection. So uh, uh, thank you, McNulty, for that. Um, one of our regular listeners. Um, who else we got? Uh, what else we got? Uh, we got, um, just going down the list here. Uh, we've got um, American Farmer by the Foids, picked by Martin Butler. I had a little listen to that one last night. Actually, good tune, Martin. So thank you so much for your uh, selection there. Um, we've got... Um, what else we got? Uh, oh, we've got one more here that I was going to mention. Uh, where are we? Um... Uh, that's the, so, sorry, it's Gary Wilde who picked the snuts, actually. Sorry, not McNulty. Um, so what did McNulty go with then? So I'm rambling away here. Um, I think sorry, McNulty, all, I don't remember what your, what your song pick was, but uh, um, if I remember, I'll mention it in a second. But uh, thank you for popping it in there anyway. But I'm going to go with all, all this is a big build-up to the fact that I'm going to go with one from Matt Round, which... Um, Matt um, uh, loves his music, regular listener. Thank you so much, Matt. And really, there was nothing else I could have picked once uh, uh, he picked this. And it's Spanish Stroll by Mink Deville. Um, and uh, it's a song all of you will probably know. And uh, of course, and all of a sudden, um, we could just be looking at another Spanish Stroll for Mr. Rahm this week. And uh, he's obviously on a bit of a stroll at the moment, uh, picking up trophies week in, week out. So so that was what I had to go with um, from Matt. So well done, Matt. There's a free bet uh, coming your way. Uh, to newer listeners, have a go at this. We've got our regular hardcore guys who put in their selections every week. Um, Needs to get some new faces on, on this. I want to spread the bets around this year. So um, give it a go. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, 
hopefully your song will get picked. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Matt, do you just want to run us through your um, your bets again? Just a couple for you at the Farmers and uh, what you got over in Dubai. Yeah, so um, well, we, uh, possibly if Will's Adoris gets big, him uh, in, in the outright on Betfair maybe. Uh, Gary Woodland, 100 to 1 each way. Uh, I'm waiting to see if I can get a good price on Lando Griffin, top 40. And then in uh, Dubai, I've got Min Wheelie at 22 to 1, Lucas Herbert, 35 to 1. Uh, Sammy Vellamaki 100 to 1 and uh, 125 to 1 Sebastian Soderberg Brilliant and for my other things I'm with Matt on Gary Woodland um, uh, managed to get 100 to 1 earlier today he's now now into 80 to 1 uh, Sung Jm at 20 to 1 Max Homer at 22 to 1 2 points each way on both of those uh, Jason Day was at 28 to 1 but he's been backed off the wall into sort of 20s maybe 22 in a place now um, and uh, they're my four picks uh, my musical selections which we get out on the uh, the playlist um, uh, we've got uh, French Disco by Stereo Lab in honour of Victor Perez's win do give that one a listen Matt I think you'll, you'll like it um, and then um, what else we got uh, REM End of the World as we know it from me Funboy 3 Farmyard Connection uh, and the birds turn 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 and the um, winner of the free bet was Mick Deville's Spanish Stroll. Uh, and um, Matt's three musical selections were Angel by First Aid Kit, um, Me and the Farmer by the House Martins, uh, and um, Super Furry Animals If You Don't Want Me to Destroy You. So um, that is pretty much it. And uh, We'll be back um, in a couple of weeks, I think, for as an elevated podcast for an elevated event. Are you looking forward to uh, elevated events this year, Matt, as opposed to with a designated events now? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm all for a bit of elevation. And and before before I forget, uh, McNulty's song choice was Gold Frat Number One, by the way. It, it was, and uh, apologies, McNulty. Um, and yeah. uh, thank you again for your contribution. Um, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Remind everyone where they can find your stuff, where they can read you um, and see you. Yeah, so at Matt Cooper Golf, and then um, uh, my stuff is on Betfair and Unibets and a few other places. And then uh, every, mon uh, every Monday, my, my journalistic stuff is at Global Golf Post. Um, and uh, yeah, but at Matt Cooper Golf is where you can find most stuff. Brilliant. And Sporting Life on a Sunday's now as well for the... Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, yes. Right. So, um, brilliant. Thanks again, Matt. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, turn the music up loud, bet responsibly, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you very much and good night.